uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. Today's episode is on one of my favourite topics. Everyone has seen a film where robots backed by artificial intelligence and machine learning overrun the human world. Whether it's The Matrix or my personal favourite, iRobot, the concepts can be abstract and unrealistic. But the really pressing issue is whether software and machines using AI and ML will take on some of the job roles that people currently rely on today. My expert guest today is Jafar Adibi, who is the head of AI and data science at TalkDesk. Jafar has a long industry history in the field of AI and has a unique understanding of its current capabilities and its potential impact on the future of the human race. TalkDesk are a leading cloud contact center service provider, so I started by asking Jafar how important the data they can gather is to using artificial intelligence and machine learning effectively. When you're a data company, then you you, you do um, you look at every data point as an asset, so data wouldn't be your liability. So the fact that we have like terabytes of data it should be should be our strong point. Not not not. We should be worried about the processing and things like that. And and from that point of view, we are now taking every interaction uh, as a source of a data that could be helpful for our clients. And I have an example. I always say any interaction. Say one agent talks to one person, correct, and there's a conversation between here. I should be able to extract about 100, 150 data points, maybe 200 data points out of one simple interaction. And and, and then after that, the, the, the sky is the limit. We can do a lot of things about the data, correct? And if we do this part right, then then we are, we are turning the whole um, uh, talk desk uh, to a data company, basically. Just to quick, quickly pull you up on that. So, in terms of, so in an example where you're a, a, a customer contact center agent and I'm the caller, and, and we have, as you said, that one-on-one interaction. Those 150 data points. What, what do you mean when you talk about a single data point? I have an example that that that, that let me let me use use that for you as well. So, imagine someone calls a contact center and someone says, "I am having a problem with my upcoming flight." And my app shows it's canceled, and I have no idea what to do with my wife and two kids. Got okay, you. this is like literally one sentence. Terribly, okay. really bad example if you're in that situation. Yes, exactly. But see, I should be able to extract the person was male, correct? Yeah. Because, I mean, and, and probably he's young. I mean, two kids, and, and, and the call came from, say, LAX, which is in Los Angeles. And then probably person lives in California, correct? And he's married with two kids. This is demographics that should be able to extract, right? Uh, from this sentence. And then, then I look at the call features. So how long the, 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 this conversation was, maybe one minute or two minutes. How much was the waiting time? This person was waiting for two minutes or 10 minutes. So that, that helps me to how to engage with the person. Angry person waiting for 10 minutes, no good. Angry person waiting for three seconds, okay, is much better. And then we should know that what was the estimated waiting time when we call, when, 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 when he called, did we tell him that your waiting time is like 40 minutes or four minutes? And what was the, how accurate was that, that, that uh, time? And then did the call finished? And what was the channel of conversation? Did he contact us through like app? or the phone, and 
did he pick the IVR selection, for example? Did he pick sales or he wanted to cancel? I mean, all this information. And what was the topic of this conversation? The topic is not about divorce. The topic is that I have to look at thousands of words to understand what was the topic of this conversation. And the topic was flight cancellation or was a flight change. And then where the call happened? A call was from the airport or the call was from house. If someone calls from home, so that's a different story. From the airport, is that means it's kind of urgent. See, so far I gave you like at least 20 data points and we are not, not done yet. And then I should be able to get, because talk is integrated with several CRM systems, uh, say Salesforce or Zendesk and things like that. I should be able to look at this, my Salesforce and see how what's the value of this customer. Is it silver member or is it gold member, right? If it's platinum member, it is not even member at all. And then I have to see that if I go to my Zendesk, is, is this the first time that some cancellation happened to this person or, or he had the same issue with his family in past? And, and if I say, oh, like last last year, same thing happened. And then I look at, look at the, I have to be able to look at the conversation and figure out, is he a calm person or angry person? Because if a calm person, I might as, assign this call to a person that actually can to calm people. If, if he's kind of aggressive and angry person, I have to pick the person who can actually handle this type of personality. And then we know that this person actually use app. He said that my app doesn't show it or shows this. So this, this is different, right? So this is a techie person. So the techie person put him in different segment. And we know that he's going from LA to Orlando. So that also tells me could be a vacation for the family, right? So I'm getting more, uh, I'm trying to draw a more uh, accurate picture of the person before talking to, to, this, to this customer. And then, then when I look at the call, I know which agent actually talked to the person, like the agent um, 234 ID, the ID is 234. And then the, the sentiment after the discussion was positive, was he happy? Or, or, or he was not happy. And the customer mood at the end of the conversation was still angry or he was okay. And then what was the result? The result was issuing the new ticket or asking, okay, sorry, you have to wait another night. So this is also important. And, and the attitude of the agent, the agent got mad as well or, 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 or she was calm at the end of the story. So, and then we, we can look at the more context. So if I know the context of this conversation, when this happened, was it like in the um, morning or at night? So we, we know the date and time of the conversation. Was it Saturday? It was a weekend. It was in Memorial Day. See, suddenly it, it, it tells me a lot of a story about the conversation. Okay, it was a Memorial Day. So we know the Memorial Day is the most, <laughs> most of the, uh, one of the busiest day in United States. And then I, also, if I can get the information from the weather, was it stormy weather or it was like sunny weather? And I said the stormy weather. Now it tells, okay. So the tr and what was the trend? I realized that trend was cancellation because of the storm. Too many flights actually canceled that day. And see, this is like, um, we covered maybe about 50 data points so far. And we can add to this. It's just one conversation, but, but there are, and now we can look at the, all the, the call metrics, um, performance metrics, all of this we can add. And why we do this? And if we have this information and we can layer of simple machine learning, AI, this, uh, data science on top of this, then I can learn that 
at that at this part I realize that it's a trending so how about if we make a proactive approach rather than waiting people call us how about we call them back say hey your flight is going to be canceled in an hour don't worry we are taking care of your flight if you're putting your next flight in two hours meanwhile how about if you enjoy a nice meal at this restaurant I mean if I have this information I can be more proactive and just talk to the client talk to my customers before they call us and this data is not magic I mean we can extract one by one and I call this intelligent database and I call it talk this intelligent database why this intelligent because every single point is it is a, is a fact is a hard fact we know this call happened at 4 p.m. on Saturday I mean this is a fact but do we know exactly we are 100% sure that the person was angry or not we don't but we infer so we see we learn by infer so in when we infer uh, that means that we are at a layer of AI here we have all these AI modules actually embedded in this database and then when we build the database, when we have this data, then the more layer of AI can do the analysis for us. Does it make sense, this story? It, absolutely. It, it really <laughs> does. It, it's fascinating. When, when I asked you for the example, obviously I was thinking I understood, you know, what a data point would be, you know, that the, the caller might be male, but just you going through, you know, the most obvious examples of the 50 data points, it's fascinating how much information that if effectively in, in a traditional environment, an intuitive human agent might have been able to get but now that you're able to recognize with software and data analysis and what you're talking about in terms of how that why that's important it it massively transforms companies ability to deliver customer service doesn't it as you as you said it tends to be historically it's been a reactive thing whereas now with all of this data we can be much more proactive absolutely I think the key the key for the, the for, for the customer service uh, is being proactive is, is, is very crucial and it's the winning card for 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 cost for uh, for our clients that if we enable them to be proactive that would be their winning card because like customer experience customers everybody talks about it right everybody worry about their customer it's, it's nothing new like the customer is the king like for fast and uh, past the hundred years right yeah. uh, but but how to make the customer actually king that's that's the issue right now especially with new generation new generation they are very fast right they are they're not even waiting to for 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 a show that comes up on TV they want to go to Netflix and watch like one episode after another one you know they they are, they are patient. They are not patient anymore. So for for this, if something goes wrong with them, they expect something happens from 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 the from the uh, the, the service company. If if a flight cancelled, they expect to see something. And and this approach, I think, is well well, well uh, fit for for especially new generation um, that that they they're always online and and they expect something magically happens in their life. Yeah, and, and, and you're absolutely right. Generational demands have changed and generation millennials and generation Z are apparently much more demanding, especially with their, with their technology platforms. And, but as you said, you, you're not effectively, I mean, what you're doing is incredibly clever, but it, it, but it isn't magic, is it? It's looking at the data and using that to improve the processes of customer services. Exactly. I mean, I try to bring AI down from the sky down to the, to the earth. So, I mean, everybody talks about AI. We talk also about AI. But but how can we make that tangible? Is that 
we show that, that, that there are two, two steps. One, bring data, and two, add layer of AI and data science on top of that, and that delivers. So AI could be uh, segmentation, could be classification, could be anomaly detection, all these well-known well -known algorithms. And maybe 10 years ago it was not possible, 20 years ago it was not, not possible because first of all you didn't have this much data, and when you had it, it was painful to process, it was expensive. But now it's getting cheaper, memory is getting faster, CPU is getting faster, so you, that's no excuse anymore in a sense, so you have a lot of data points which is kind of available, if it was not available 20 years ago. Now it, 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 it makes our life easier. If you look at the new, new improvements, say, in, in image processing, so um, it, in maybe 20 years ago, 10 years ago, we look at the features of an image, is it like edges, we look at the colors and things like that to figure out if this image is a horse or is it like a, a tiger. But, but the new, new generation, they just look at the raw data. It's like, give me raw data, give me some, some um, uh, samples to learn. And then because I can process like terabyte of data fast, so it's not an issue. And if you just get the new news coverage uh, in, in uh, X-ray um, diagnosis, or even like look at the video and identify cars and things like that, it's, it's happening right now. It's, it's not, it's not, um, a story anymore. It's, it's a product these days, and and that help us as well. So data is should not be an issue. We we have to make the data available for for ourselves as a contact center, and for our client as well. So we have to make it the like, process data available to them so they can use it and, and talk this. We have an open data policy. We are going to open our data, which is customer data, with additional layer of intelligence and not only we use it, they should be able to use it as well. So they can, they should be improved their customer service for their own clients with the, with the level of intelligence and data and insight that we provide. And you, using this, using the, the data, and as you said, you, you guys at TalkDesk are very forward thinking in this. The, the traditional, the historical view, and I'm sure you've heard this a lot from, from people probably like me who didn't fully understand artificial intelligence and machine learning was that in 10 years, Everyone in con every human in a contact center will lose their job because instead of ringing and talking to a person, I'll ring up and talk to a machine. That that's not the case at all, is it? With what you're doing, it's it's enhancing both the customer experience, but also the ability of that agent to provide the service. Exactly, exactly. It it totally depends on the type of job that agent does. Let me give an example. In banking, if, if I mean old days, I would call my bank and say um, how much I have in my account, for example, and they would tell you $700 or $7,000, whatever it is. So if, if, a, if the role of agent is to provide that, that will be replaced with, with bots or automated service, correct? Yeah. Even, even right now, you don't even talk to agent. You go to your bank, you kept, you kept your account. You don't yeah. talk to anybody. So if, 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 if agent expertise is a low level, then it's easier and achievable for machines and AI-enabled machines to, to, to get over. Uh, give you another example. Uh, I always say my 16-year-old son and 86-year-old father, they both drive, correct? Yeah. That, that tells me driving, for, for to be a driver, you don't need much expertise. 
I mean, 16 years old, no nothing, but but he can drive, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing, right? Yeah. And 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 my dad is 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 old and tired, but still he can drive. Yeah. So okay. that tells me that driving doesn't need much expertise, and you see driverless cars as coming over, right? Yeah. Because all you need some, you need definitely sensors, and you need definitely process, but for driving you need you do not need too much infer you do not need to confidence all these things wouldn't happen in driving and so that was the reason that that i think driverless cars is is the right approach but but if if you remember maybe 2 years ago they were talking about um the, the medical expert systems that they were saying okay we can say bye to all doctors the computer systems at the time will will take over Yeah. but that didn't happen because if you have certain expertise if you don't know if you know how to solve a problem if an agent is expertise to solve an issue in a problem say hey my phone um does not work if I, i i turn it on but nothing happens and i look at your knowledge base it 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 doesn't help me it, that means you need an expert to say okay based on all cases that i have had in past Uh, how about if you do this up to certain point ai systems will go and push and just try to replace simple tasks and more complicated tasks and going on but but i think if you're an expert still you have a role if if you are good at, at what you do you have a still a role and the same thing didn't happen to to doctors doctors are still there right <laughs> or, or lawyers there are still there or businessmen there are still there but but certain things that the machines they are really good at it say if i want to look at like 100,000 of images and figure out what is wrong what is right anomaly detection if you have 10,000 people connected to each other i want to go how i want to understand how these people connected to all of this like ai can help absolutely the level of and then it goes to description the inference and all these things that humans should be in the loop and i believe even for now if you if you look at some of the systems that you think it's totally automated but it's not the human is part of this loop uh, right now even for simple things say for search if google does search i mean how google knows that a search is good so at some point they have they do quality control they have a group of people that look at the results of the search and they say okay, if it was good or no good so they they put also human in the loop for evaluation yes it's it's uh, they automate as much as possible but but i would say human still will be in the loop at least for the next 10 years that's what they say and and ai will definitely help ai is supposed to make our life easier and ai will will make agents life easier to me and and the things that machines uh and and ai can be really good at it, it, the example you used there of, of image analysis and, and looking at huge amounts of effectively raw data and spotting anomalies and trend analysis which is incredibly difficult for people to do there are certain things which artificial intelligence and machine learning tools and software that they're going to struggle to do in terms of empathy or or is that something that they can that machines can be taught when to apply empathy because effectively that must be a similar process just once they have the experience and the data to have learned when applying empathy was a a, a correct response 
Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, there are, there are several R&D going on in, 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 in several universities that I'm aware of that working on these type of questions and these type of problems. Uh, the empathy right now, if, if you look at the system that they, they try that, that figure out that they call the empathy, it mostly look at the tone of your voice and the word that you use. Up to that level, yes, possible. Um, and and you have a, a set set of data that you can learn from that and apply to to new new data. Um, but but for now, it's up to that level. Uh, still, there are there are there are um, many things uh, that they, that we have to do in terms of understanding the voice, understanding the tone of the discussion. Was discussion was sarcastic or not? Was this a painful? Or not? Because sometimes people say the same word, but with different meaning and different tone. And these are uh, at the, the new generation in terms of R and D is pushing in this direction. And if you look at like voice was not popular maybe 10 years ago, but now it's getting very popular. Uh, image processing was kind of matured um, a while back, but now it's getting back to the game. Video processing is the same. But but, but voice is, is in, itself is very interesting, and there are lots of research um, is, is, is going on in, to understand. Uh, like simple thing was if someone was sarcastic, for example, or not. If I say, you're right, I mean, is it like sarcastic? Is it was it like actually genuine that I was trying to agree with you? I mean, yeah, what yeah. was going on? Yeah, I mean, and, and when it goes to human being, that that opens a lot of possibilities and opportunities. I mean, if you look at the, the Alexa by by Amazon, um, it's it's very interesting, very powerful, but it's still very limited in a sense. It has you have to say like play this music or uh, or, or turn off the light. It has to be uh, very limited because they figured out people are very very creative. They might say, "Hey, my dad dad wants uh, to turn on the light, but I do not agree with my dad." People say this kind of sentence to Alexa, and Alexa has to figure out what is going on. Do I have to turn on the light or, or not? So from human being, the sentence was fairly straightforward. But for, for Alexa or any machine, um, this is getting very interesting and very difficult to understand, especially, as I said, when, when it goes to human being, they, they are very creative, and they come up with like millions of options that these machines have to figure out. No, I, I, I realise I've slightly sidetracked our conversation here, but it's only because it was so interesting talking to you about it. And I suppose just on the Alexa thing and and Google Home, whatever those tools are, as right. with customer service, they're, they're all effectively reactive, aren't they? You know, I, I tell the machine to do something and it does it. I suppose in the future, if the if the data is, is there and with the rise of the Internet of Things, so, for example, if every time I cook dinner I might say, Alexa, play my cooking playlist – in the future, she might be able to, or whatever device it might be, I shouldn't always pick on Alexa, they might be able to see that my internet-connected oven has turned on, I've opened the fridge, and it might automatically play my my cooking playlist. Is that the sort? Is that a sort of thing we might get to in, in 10 years? 
I believe so. That's that's exactly the, the push, and and the, it's it's lovely story about AI. That the more that the context, the more the the, the more we understand the context, the system understand the context, they would be more accurate and more helpful. Uh, but if don't if they don't understand the context, then it, they become an annoying system. Like like sometimes when uh, when you type something and the the the, the system the is wrong. Yeah, the correct like your your wording and and you just you have to sometimes correct the word two two three times to see that the 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 AI system behind you understand actually I mean I really meant it let, let it be the, the wrong <laughs> spelling this is not the term that that you think and I see some people say okay you know what turn it off turn off the 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 um <laughs> the auto correction system whatever it is so so th these are simple things that. That they try to to avoid because when people don't like, it, especially when it goes to customer, you know, if they don't like it, they turn it off, and it's not easy to get them back. Yeah, you know, absolutely. In Apple Siri was kind of like that, right? That the Apple Siri was phenomenal. And it's not easy to do these things, but it came out. People used it. They were fascinated, but then it, it I mean, they didn't use it. It became a bit of a gimmick, didn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what do you, I realized I sidetracked the conversation, but. Just go, going back to TalkDesk and uh, these enhancements in terms of customer service, it, one thing that's it, it's going to become a real differentiating factor, isn't it? If you, if you have these tools and you're able to enhance your customer service, as the as the cost of platforms come down and the and the the prices and the costs level out, the real distinguishing factor is going to be how clever your use of AI is to to enhance customer service. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the the AI should should make this. Uh, I use all this word is genuine. I mean, the customer experience and the customer service should be genuine. And to make it genuine, you you need you need AI, because as an as an agent, which is like maybe a stay about less than a year with the contact center, everybody knows that. So your training is important, but as uh, you have to be able to use AI systems to, first of all, solve the issue, address the issue that, that the client has, and second, it has to be genuine. We don't worry, we are not looking for a machine to come up with sort of reading from some knowledge base and read back. It happened to me a lot. You say that, that my phone, I mean, I have an issue with, with my phone and the camera doesn't work. The person go to knowledge base, search for camera, and start reading from that. And and it annoys you because, first of all, it's not helpful. It's a, But but if you have a, a layer of AI here and, and tells you, hey, this could be mostly related to this particular item in this knowledge base, even if you want to go to knowledge base and read, just don't read from the whole article, yeah. go to this specific and read it. I mean, simple things like that suddenly change the entire conversation, suddenly change, I trust I trust the company if I buy it say, from uh, from any, any phone provider, suddenly it says, okay, they, they know what are they talking about, they already identified the issue. And and you may talk to to your friends that hey this friend and the other friend we, they had the same issue. When you call, you expect the person says, oh yes, this is a well known issue. If she doesn't say that, then you you think that hey how come how how come it's possible? I mean my friend had the same issue. They called last week, but still I call this uh, this agent and and she doesn't know. I mean. The AI can definitely address this. I mean, some of them sounds to be a straightforward, right? If someone calls, 
and like two days ago, and if I call today, they have to know this. That that information should be shared. This sharing information, this inference that this call is similar to a call that happened two days ago. This function is definitely AI function, and if if, if the AI enabled um, contact center should add this, this is one of the push that we are doing actually at talk. This is exactly the same thing. How can we add this? This simple problem. And in terms of d discovery, I know we've already talked about the, the potential developments in AI, but what you were talking about there in terms of the, the sharing of data and relevant data, and something I talked about before in, in terms of the rise of connected devices that are also going to provide a huge amount of data, effectively there are, with, with the data sources, whether that's shared data or new data, possibilities are pretty endless in terms of how AI and machine learning algorithms can be can be taught to help and enhance us. The, the, the more data, let me correct, the more good data, the, yes, the more yes. it, it would be, I mean, a better, better world to me because then then we I'm not interested to receive many messages I get many emails that I get or many advertising that I get and if if I if if they know it they know me very well so they should be able to provide what I need and exactly for the same for the contact center but the challenge for contact center is it's the good data many data data points that 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 we have or any contact center have it is data, but but it's kind of bad data. Could be the definition of data point. Could be the noise, uh, which is comes with the data. Because some people say simple things. Some people call and say, "What's your name?" So the person says, "My name is John," because the person is not comfortable to use their, their name, or or, or simple things like that. So AI should be able, first of all, help the data. A clean data. So we, I mean, one of the things that that we do make make that the, the, the we, we accept that your data comes with a noise, uh, whatever it is, could be human error, could be system error, whatever it is. But you should be able to to address that. That's the first point. And then when you have good data that you already manage the error, then 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 as you said, the sky is the limit. And 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 I think right now we are the beginning of the AI world in a sense. Um, because now people start believing in AI. Maybe 20 years ago that was not the case. AI was a very fancy term that people say. If you say AI, people say, okay, what are you talking about? It's, it, it's mostly for graduate students and PhD students and, and, and faculty in universities. But right now, every CEO has a plan. Uh, every CEO has an agenda, has a strategy that AI is part of it. And this is this is to me is fantastic especially for some people like like me which is which which uh, basically work on AI well it's it, Jafar it's been really fascinating talking to you and I'm really excited to see how you and and TalkDesk you use the developments in AI to improve customer service thanks for having me thank you so much for the time that is one of the most fascinating topics and it was really great to speak to Jafar who understands this area. So a massive thanks for him for coming onto the podcast and to TalkDesk too. If you want to know more about TalkDesk and how they are using artificial intelligence and machine learning within the contact centre, or if you want to know more about AI or ML in general, check out the website at uctoday.com. I think I have a few years left at least before I can be replaced by an AI robot podcast presenter. Or do I? I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening.